They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Here we go. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I would ask that you subscribe to the podcast, uh, share it with your friends, let them know about the nonsense that goes on between my ears. Joined again by my buddy Rich down in North Carolina. Laka, laka. What's up, buddy? Yay. You're like, that's not where I live. That's not the name of the state that I live in. Who are you, Petey Pablo? Or is that, is that what's going on? North Kakalaka? No, North Kakalaka. That was from uh, Tribe Called Quest. Well, also, I mean, you know, Petey Pablo is from here, and that's the whole, I don't know. And same with, uh, what's his name, J. Cole. He's from uh, Fayetteville, which is right down the road from me. Oh, why did I think J. Cole was from Chicago? I, I don't know. Me either. Oh, you know what it was? It was, um, oh, my God, Sean, Sean Young, yeah, Sean, oh, I can't think of his name. He's from Detroit. Sean Mendes? No, not Sean. He's from Canada. <laughs> I know. What's this thing? He's close. A, he's, no, he's a rapper. He was in the song "Welcome to Detroit" with Eminem. Oh, uh, why can't I can't think of his name? I gotta look it up. Yeah, we were in radio at one point. I still am doing radio, but uh, <laughs> give me give me a minute. It, it'll it, I'll figure it out. I gotta find the album in my downloads here. Hang on. Producer uh, Jamie, pull this up on the screen. Yeah, producer, producer, any, yeah, we don't have a producer. Detroit, Detroit versus, it's Big Sean. Big Sean, there we go. Big okay. Sean, he's from Detroit. By the way, Detroit versus Everybody, amazing song. Eminem, Royce the Five Nine, Big Sean, and some other dudes. Track is All right. smoking. As the kids so, would say, fire. Yeah, it's Liddy, it's lit. Liddy, yo. It's Liddy, it's lit, it's dope. That's what us old people say, it's dope. I, you know, speaking of not getting in tune with a lot of, you know, uh, colloquialisms, if you will. Okay. I just learned, I just learned what a mukbang was the other day. I'm, I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's really weird. Apparently you get it together with a whole bunch of friends and make a vlog of eating a lot of food. Okay. (laughs) Not what I thought when I heard it either. No, I'm like, dude, we can't talk about that on the podcast, bro. That's not what this is. Hi, I'm here for the mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Anyway, um, I know we had some stuff that we wanted to uh, to chat about. It was weird, though. I was on my way in to do some stuff here at the station before we jumped on our call. And um, while I was driving in, I noticed an orange in the road, just kind of like sitting in the medium. And I'm like, I would love to know the story of how that orange got there. Like a full fruit. Yes, dude. It was not. It wasn't peeled. It was. It was like literally someone just dropped an orange out their window, and there it was. Or I, I don't want this. It was. Yeah, like I was like, there was a perfectly good orange. Why would you? Ju- and oranges are delicious. And I'm like, why would it? you just? I didn't stop. No, I was doing oh. like 40 miles an hour. I didn't want to cause an accident. Oh, but fair, fair enough. So I that like that's seriously i mean the podcast is called inside the mind of d scott that's what goes on inside my mind how did that orange end up in the middle of the road this is almost like a well i wouldn't say family rated shower thoughts but i mean 
It's almost there. Yeah, I guess. There's, uh, oh, um, my mom listened to last week's podcast. She told me I cursed too much. Oh, okay. So, dang it, we won't do that no more. I was like, mother, puss bucket, what do you mean I swear too much? But Jeez. she's like, but I, but I still listen. Thank you. So Cotton-headed ninny muggins? Yeah. So, oh, uh, just to tease a couple of things, because I actually have quite a few things happening this week with the podcast, because we're dropping this mm. one. Uh, Monday, I'm talking with Steve Brote, who last last week you and I were texting back and forth. I said I was about to watch a, uh, a documentary, a paranormal documentary. Steve yes. is um, Steve is part of the South Glens Falls Paranormal Society. He has a bunch of other things going on, and he has two documentaries out, uh, paranormal documentaries. One is called Madhouse, a paranormal documentary, which was filmed they did out in Wisconsin at um, they did it at a sanatorium, which I can't think of what the name i think it's Ma- oh no it's madison madison seminary is where it was out in wisconsin and then they they have the evil of no the evil from nowhere i think it's called which is on amazon and they they film that at a at an like a wicked old farmhouse in ohio nope. um yeah no dude nope. like and the, and the funny thing is later today um i'm gonna watch that with maddie she's like i want to watch that i like scary things and she's She's into paranormal stuff, so she's down with this stuff. So uh, he's going to be on with me. I think I'm dropping that podcast on Tuesday. And then next Saturday, I'm talking with my buddy Matt from uh, from Florida, which I know all my friends from high school and stuff are looking forward to that one because it's like, you know, two of their friends from school having a chat that they can all listen to. So Oh, that's cool. So Tuesday, yeah. is, Tuesday the 12th is with Steve, and then Matt is going to be on the 15th on Friday. Thank you. Yes, that's thank you for being my uh, – personal calendar i like to just repeat things so that way i can write things down and i want to listen to i mean <laughs> yeah i'll tell you the paranormal one i'm looking forward to i actually got to do uh, or was part of an investigation that we did with the radio station for halloween and steve's paranormal group was involved in that and i mean i mean clearly i'm into it i also do uh the psychic on the scene podcast and have helped out with the 518 paranormal project that steve is actually the host of that podcast um, I want to talk to him. I've never had a chance to like actually sit and talk with him. Like we had him on psychic on the scene, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more behind the scenes for that podcast. So like, it's, uh, I don't get to sit and chat with him so much. So I want to, I want to talk to him about, cause like, um, in the, in the evil of nowhere or the evil from the evil, whatever, the second, uh, documentary that he did, they do, they, they started the whole thing. They do one-on-one. So like, you're not one-on-ones, but like solos. So you go into the house and you're nope. by yourself nope. and only like two, three minutes of his footage actually made the, uh, the documentary because all of his equipment crapped the bed. I, I just peed and, a little bit. Nope. And, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, <laughs> And for those, the people that are into like the paranormal stuff know that like the energies that are around you uh, can mess with electronics. They do it quite a bit. Actually, like I've been to places where we were doing things, um, paranormal videos and like a fully charged phone or fully charged camera, the batteries would just, it would say low battery. Like the battery was just completely drained and then we would leave and the battery would be fine. So, yeah, it's 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 weird, weird stuff. But Steve is uh, Steve's heavy into it, dude. He's got like 60 Ouija boards. No, what? Stop. Come on. Yeah, no, 
He's got <laughs> listen. He and he can. He, he's a he's an oddities collector. He has uh, and and for those of yeah. you that. That that's listen odd. to the listen to the podcast. We'll hear. All, I, we're going to talk about all this stuff. He has a uh, an an old autopsy table in his house. Oh my god! Come he on. He has. I think <laughs> I think three headstones that he has, and also a couple of like wheelchairs. Like one of them is like a wicker wheelchair. Say that five times fast, by the way. Um, oh. So it, I'm I'm really looking forward to that chat. I I can't wait to just kind of you know chew chew the fat as they say with him and then get a little inside and, in, you know, just a little, little glimpse into his mind. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And the funny thing is stand to, hospitals. I, I can't stand that. No <laughs> way. If I deal with people that are alive and then the, the whole paranormal, Nope. Sorry. Well, and you know, what's funny is like the people that I know that deal with like the psychics, uh, Katie and Michelle that do my podcast with me, they're like, we don't have any real fear of the living or any fear. We fear the living more than we fear the dead. <sighs> I'm like, yeah, well, I've never been possessed by a living person, so there's that. But I've never been possessed by a spirit either, so that that's a bonus. <laughs> okay. well, that's something I don't want to put on my bucket list. That's that's right. No. But now, but now I, I want to listen to when you talk to Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I, I'm. He's had some crazy, crazy experiences, and uh, like you can kind of see the nervousness that comes over these guys who do it all the time. He's got a like a like a group of four that go and do these documentaries that Steve's a part of, and uh, he he's like, you can see the nerves, but yet they still mm-hmm. go and do it, and it's it's crazy to see dudes that do this all the time like scared, you know. But when they talk about it, like you're like, yeah, yeah, no, it is what it is. I'm like, all right, yeah, no, it's weird. It's perfectly right, fine to see a wheelchair move on its own. Oh yeah, dude. Like if you you got to watch Evil from Nowhere. That is no, a, that's uh, okay. I, I believe you. You sissy. Even I watch it. Although, like, before I started it, I had wicked anxiety. I'm like, I'm not supposed to have anxiety over something that I'm not even, it's not even like, live. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not even living it, but I got anxiety. I, no, I mean, I've jumped out of planes for my the past uh, six years of my military career. And I still won't go into, like, a dark, abandoned house. Hell oh. no. All right. We, uh, we did one... One of the videos that we made, um, we did like this whole paranormal series in October, and oh, uh, we went we went to uh, Albany Rural Cemetery here in the in the capital region, which is an extremely old cemetery. I mean, we're talking like there are, um, I believe, Revolutionary War soldiers buried in this cemetery. Um, there is a uh, president that's buried in there. I, I can't think of who it is. It's I for some reason Grover Cleveland came to my head, but that's not who is buried there. Um, Where is it? And we had, huh? Where is that? It's in Menands. Well, what's the name of it again? It's Albany Rural Cemetery. R U R A L. Such a hard All word right. to say, really. Lisa, but, look this up, please. Lisa's gonna look it up right now. Lisa? Yeah, she's my um, producer. You have producers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is such a low budget podcast. I can't believe. <laughs> wow, good for you. Well, you know, I I went through the union and they got me a producer. It's weird. Yeah, by by Lisa, he means that he's actually Googling it himself right no, now. But it's fine. Lisa, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And just pull back the I make millions. Out. Yeah, you do, huh? Have you yeah. found it yet? Lisa, what is it? She's telling me it's Chester A. Arthur. 
Yes. Okay. Chester A. Arthur. He is buried there. Um, yeah. We did some stuff there, and I mean, you, you can actually you can find the video. I think it's on uh, I think it's on YouTube or it's on like my I think it's on my Facebook page, D Scott Radio. Um, it it was you're gonna have to find it because it, you got to scroll quite a bit. I've posted quite a bit since then, but we had some wicked wicked interesting experiences while we were there. We walked up. You got to think too, like how old this place is. So like a lot of the original stuff is still there. So, um, like I was there with Katie and Michelle, my two psychic friends and Katie was seeing someone who kept walking by us. He was kind of like pacing dressed in, uh, like revolutionary war uniform, kind of like had a sword on his side and was very stoic and, and kept going by. And we actually ended up going, found his grave site by happenstance i guess you could say but not i don't think it was a coincidence um he kind of knew we were coming so he was waiting for us he had he had a story to tell and uh it was it was crazy dude and then this was my favorite part like we get over and they have catacombs there still that are you know i mean so we're talking like late 1800s when the cemetery was originally opened and 1844 Okay, so yeah. Not only so, is it old, it is huge. It's 467 acres. Thanks yeah, for dude, it's massive. It is fucking massive. And, and originally, what they what they said was, they had because you know Washington Park in downtown Albany. Mm-hmm. It was originally a burial site, and they they decided at some point that downtown Albany needed a park, so they had to move all of those bodies. And oh, that's nice. So in the in the in the process of doing so, I think a lot of the uh, there was, you know, confusion. People got lost, caught up in like, you know, so they had a bunch of bodies that and or they were poor people. So their graves weren't marked to begin with. So they have this whole area there that's like literally just bodies buried underground. Oh, at this point, they're not bodies anymore. But there is a huge burial plot there with no stones. It's all unmarked graves, just like a mass where all the poor were buried. Um, but so we get to these, these catacombs, which it's like in the winter where you couldn't bury anybody cause the ground was frozen. They had to have like a the same things like, uh, the, the mausoleums, right? Yeah. Ground stuff. Well, okay. Kind of mausoleums though, are like, you know, you're, you're burying there. Usually you're pretty wealthy to be in a mausoleum, yeah. especially back then where you had like, you were buried in the ground. You had like your own little house essentially. Um, these were, this was like cold storage, bro. Like, uh, ground was frozen. Can't dig a hole right now. So I heard cold stone for some strange reason. That was really weird. What's that? (laughs) All I hear when you were saying cold storage, I was like, cold stone. That sounds no, not the ice ice cream place. So, (laughs) so we get over there and we're like, Ooh, what's this? So we hop out of the vehicle that we're in and we go walking up. And Katie and Michelle are walking in front. I'm in the uh, Nick is in the middle, and I'm kind of trailing behind everybody. And they Katie and Michelle get up to the gates of this the, this building that we're looking at, and it has like a gated door and then like big metal doors. Um, but the metal doors were open, so you could see in. I don't know why they were open when we were there. But as we walk up, Katie and Michelle kind of like take a step back, and they're like, "Ooh!" and then. Nick's like, oh, what's happening? He was the one doing all the filming, too. So he, like, sticks his phone right in there. So what Katie and Michelle described to us afterwards, there was a demon in this thing that had been summoned God knows when. Um, And it was, like, a clove-hooved demon. 
that had horns on its head, kind of like a uh, like a like a mountain goat type, you know, oh, like kind of like a ram, you know, like a ram. It's got like the curved horns on its head. Yeah. And uh, apparently that was in there, and uh, that was like, and now keep in mind, like I had done the podcast with Katie and Michelle, but this was our first time ever going out and doing like a, a quote unquote ghost hunting thing, and uh, this is like our first experience is a demon. <laughs> like what the what? It's so, about time to go home on that one. Like this is insane. So that was, and and the thing was, it wasn't even like scary. I mean, we had like. And like when we walked up, we heard like a bang, like a loud bang. And I kind of go, hey, y'all heard that, right? And I guess what it was was this thing didn't want us there and was like stomping its hoof on the ground like a bull, like going to charge. And yeah, uh, when that it was, happens in real life, you just go, hey, maybe this guy doesn't want me here. I'm going to walk away. Yeah, we didn't, walking. No. we didn't know what it was. So it was just like, OK. And then we that's when later on we found it's out. Even Katie worse. Didn't tell us, she didn't tell us. They didn't tell us until we got back in the vehicle. Like, oh, by the way, there was a demon in there. We're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) A demon? Ah! So, anyway. So, uh, so I'm going to talk with Steve on Monday. How are things with you? How is is life going for quarantine at this point? Well, um, no demons. Very good. 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 Um, I've picked up some, uh, I guess, hobbies, if you will. Drinking is not a hobby. Well, no, that's been there. I didn't pick that up during quarantine. Don't worry about that. Uh, I I picked up, um, I I guess you would call it like horticulture and landscaping. I've been really getting into that. Oh, look at you. You're a botanist. Um, No, very, very far from it. (laughs) No, I mean, it's more of like, you know, taking care of uh, the grass, making it look good, uh, trimming up shrubs, cleaning up the backyard. You know, learning a few things here and there of how to how to grow green grass. Since I've been sitting home and been looking at it, I've been like, you know what? Let's see if we can make this better. So I've been doing some research of how to do things okay. on my own, of using household cleaning products or using compost to make the grass greener in one spot where I'm having dead spots. It, it's actually pretty interesting. I'm following new face, uh, not Facebook, new YouTube videos. This guy called Alan the Lawn Care Nut. He's been teaching. Up. it's i'm trying to make my uh my yard look like fenway park because you know that's the most superior baseball stadium ever oh my god okay <laughs> i say this because we know that you are a big yankee fan and you know it's you're been a red Sox fan so yeah of course you are a Sox fan <laughs> go Sox! <laughs> smart pack smart pack let's pack the cat <laughs> and of course you know i've been keeping up with the my other hobbies of working on cars, um, yeah. building my race car that I, you know I've had so far. Amazon's been doing pretty good delivering parts, so that's, that's a good thing. You, have you you know who the Jerky Boys are? Of course, I know who the Jerky Boys are. Come on, you know the guy that does the voice for uh, um, the the pharmacist on Family Guy. He's one of the original Jerky Boys, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's the one that did Saul Rosenberg. <laughs> No kidding. Saul was uh-huh. one of our favorites. <laughs> oh, God. Hello. Oh, oh no. Anyway, well, because you said, you know, I'm working on my race car. And one of the early bits that they did was he calls yeah. and they got work on race cars. 20 years. Tough guy. I come down tough there and head with a fucking ratchet. 
Uh, that's the same. Oh, well, he, I think he's the same character that d- drives truck for a living. More than likely, it was the, it was like the main dude. Uh, yeah, he was. He's hilarious. Which I can't. Like I can't think of, of his stuff. name. I also follow him on Facebook. Or no, I'm sorry, Twitter. Uh, one of those social things. I follow him oh. somewhere on social media. <laughs> social face space and whatnot. Social the social area of the world. Yeah, because it was, oh, who was it? It was two dudes. I think it's Johnny B, I believe his name is. Yes, he was like the main dude, I believe. Yeah. Um, he, he, does, did a, he did a lot of the voices. Yeah, he did Frank Kissel, uh, Saul Rosenberg, Rizzo. Rizzo is the guy that's the, the abrasive guy, the Frank Rizzo guy. Frank, Frank Rizzo. Open your ears, Frank, jackass. Frank. Yeah. Oh man. Frank Rizzo, open years, jackass. It was oh, it was God. great. Those oh my god. This is showing like some of our age too because That's all right. I've had those I've had those on tape. Yes. Yes. Like cassette tape. Yep. Man, I think they start when did they start? Back in nineteen ninety? More than likely. I mean we were like heavy into them my senior year of high school. Yeah. Which was ninety four, so yeah, I'm old. Oh, God. Yeah, because mine was 90, 99. It was my senior year. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. realize you were that far behind me. Well, I mean, yes, but no. Yeah. No, dude, I graduated high school. You weren't even in high school yet. I started high school when you graduated. You did? Yeah. Why did you go to high school for five years? I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm like, I graduated in 94. You're like, I graduated in 99. I was like, that's five years, bro. It don't, it, Although it don't your, your freshman year would have started the end of 94. So, yes. So, yeah. I mean, we were both in high school at the same time. No, I was done and you were going in. You shut your mouth. Okay. We were both in, at the same time. There's an overlap, damn it. No, unless you started school in <laughs> June. <laughs> oh, like, I picked up another um, another habit. Or not habit. I should say I picked up another uh, um I wouldn't say habits. I wouldn't hobby. say... No, I really... Yeah, you could call it a hobby. Okay, I Follow, will call it a hobby. Following the closing of Walt Disney World hurts me. Oh, okay. It hurts Trying to me. figure out when they're going to reopen, which I think they're going to start doing the, uh, the, the whole process pretty soon, actually. Yeah, I think Shanghai opened... Was it yesterday, right? I don't know. I, well, I mean... Awesome. Possibly. Of all things that I follow very, very well is stuff happening in Shanghai. You know, <laughs> you pay a, you pay a lot of attention to what goes on in Shanghai. Yeah, it's my local news. Obviously. Oh, okay. Weird. I'm like, oh, what's the weather like in Shanghai? Because it's going to affect me here in North Carolina. Watching right. this. <laughs> um, I know Disney Springs is talking. They're opening late May, I believe. Yeah, I think it's May 20th, so 10 days away from now. Yeah, look at that. My daughter's birthday. There you go. Even better. You should go. Yeah, no. They're, they're going to have so many regulations and, like, rules to follow now. It's. Eh, I mean, you're going to have to – what is it? You have to get, download an app and carry a Q code that says that you were healthy when you checked in and all that stuff. I mean, I get it. They're trying to be protective and stuff because you and I both know we are – we are Disney fans, and we know how people are in Walt Disney. Is that if you stub your toe, automatic lawsuit. Right. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, they they obviously need to protect themselves as best they can uh, as a yeah. as a company themselves. Plus, they are also responsible for the people that are there, so they have to keep their uh, their guests safe as well. You know, it is it is very nice of them to take responsibility to take care of the guests that are there. But I mean, if you're a grown ass adult, take care of yourself and be responsible for yourself. Don't yeah, hold other but... people responsible for visiting somewhere. I mean, like if I visited your house and I stubbed my tub and I don't want you to sit there and go, Oh my God, he's going to sue me. I'd be like, Hey bro, I stubbed my toe. That hurts. Yes. Cool. Right. You want a beer? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we know that society as a whole really just doesn't want to take responsibility. And that, and that's, that's a major problem as it is. So, I mean, it, it's, yes, people should be taking accountability for, you know, if they're going there, you shouldn't be sick. Like you shouldn't have any kind of like issues at the time, but people don't care. People, we, we have one thing I've learned. Uh, well, I mean, this really pointed it out during everyone being quarantined, but I've kind of already known this is for the most part, people are just selfish. And, and it's so, Obama. yeah. <laughs> so, um, people are just going to do it. Like they, they don't care. They're like, all right, I'm going and they will regardless of their health. Yeah. So, and, and they're like, well, you should watch out for me. If I'm sick, you should move out of my way. No, right. it, it's kind of like here, they're, they're there, they're there and they know they're sick. We don't, but we're supposed to assume and stay away from them. And at, and, you know, and clearly, you know, with the opening of uh, like Disney Springs, there's going to be social distancing and stuff like that. So you shouldn't be close to anybody anyway. But I, 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 I don't like putting it on people to make the decision. You know what I'm saying? It's just I, yeah. because they they've proven time and time again, society as a whole has proven that they can't be trusted with nice things or to take like to just make their own decisions and make the right decisions they clearly just make the wrong ones over and over oh yeah of course and then they expect other people to take care of it see like <sighs> and I'll, let me bring this back to like 1994 okay. so i was that makes me 13 years old i was at uh disney world of course you know i mean we did it like try to do like a, a yearly pr pilgrimage to Disney world because we'd save up. And that was our big vacation thing as a family. Right. And I remember going to, uh, what was it? Not splash mountain, uh, uh, space mountain. You know, it's dark. If you've never ridden space mountain, it's dark. You can't see anything. Everything is, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a, a it's nice a great, indoor roller coaster. Is a great ride. One of my favorites. It is a great ride. And I remember driving, I think it was the right track, if you will. I was on the right track and about halfway through it, I got hit like in the face by something hanging from the rafters or whatever it was. Yeah. Come to find out later on, it was, you know, I came off and I had a little cut and it was bleeding and stuff. And I didn't care. My parents are like, Hey, all right. Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's good. And the, the cast members were losing their mind. They're like, Oh right. my God, this is bad. This is bad. We need to take you backstage. I'm like, well, I'm fine. It's just a little cut. No big deal. It happens. So, they shut down the ride. Everything's going on. Which one did you ride on? Oh, I rode on the right track. That's what I believe I was. And they found there was a shoelace hanging from one of the rafters over the tracks. Weird. I know. I was like, well, why is a shoelace hanging? Right. And then the plastic piece hit me like right next to the eye, whatever. I got a little cut. You're not really going 75,000 miles an hour on that ride anyways. I think it's like 30, if that. Right. So you get a hundred pound kid hitting a four ounce shoelace. It's not going to do much. It's going to give you a little abrasion and you call it a day and you move on. They gave us like 
at the time, what was called fast passes before they came fast passes, you know, cut the line kind of thing. Hey, you know, yeah. we'll buy you lunch, but that's blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you don't have to do that. It's, it's okay. Right. Even my parents are like, we're good. It's, it's a little cut. We're not going to, we're going to continue on our day. This is actually hindering us just sitting here talking to you, make sure everything's good. But <laughs> now you got, you got Karen and I'm going to use that name as much as I possibly can. And if your name's Karen, I'm sorry. If you act like it, and a spade's a spade, right? So <laughs> if, if you sit there and you're like, oh my God, I want free tickets for the rest of my life. I want lunch at the Cinderella Castle. I want this and this and this and this. You could have taken my kid's face off and I, oh, come on, man. Like, and that's, oh, but that's, that's where we're at. On. That's where we're at now. But you know, and what's crazy though, is like, I'm listening to you tell your story. Like, dude, you're like, you are lucky that it didn't hit you in the eye. Even if the, if it did, I'm so what? Okay, I got hit in the eye. With, it's like riding with the car's windows open and a bug flies in the. And am I going to sue the maker of the vehicle? No. Right. No. 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 I I get that. I mean, I'm just literally thinking you're lucky that it didn't hit you in the eye and damage your eye just for personal, you know, your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is it for, not. But it'd not, be a great. It's a great story though. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did you lose your sight in your right eye? I got hit in the eye on a sh- with a shoelace on Space Mountain. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, so, ha. Yeah, you want to tell me your Disney stories? Check this out. <laughs> yeah, I win. Buy me a beer. Yeah. I bet you I got a crazier Disney story than you do. But, you but. know, then it comes down to with the pandemic, too. Like, people are starting <laughs> to get upset and like, oh, I'm going to hold the government responsible. No, stay at home like they told you. Drink your vitamin C and wash your damn hands. Right. I, oh, dude, I'm I'm... That kind of leads us into because I know we wanted to talk about the uh, the pandemic video that has come out. Um, it's interesting. Which, it really is. It is, but it's also, I guess you could call it a conspiracy theory. Um, yeah. You but know, it's and, one side. Right, and listen, it, I don't know. I don't know how to like. I watched the video, uh, at least the one that you showed me um, or that you sent to me. And I take away, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, you make good points, okay? The things you say sound believable. They sound, quote, unquote, factual. Um, But I also read a bunch of stuff kind of debunking the entire video. So when I watched, when I ended up, when I got done with the video, I was like, damn, that was interesting. Some real interesting points really made me think about stuff. And I don't, and I'm not completely blind to things um i try not to f- read fully into it or believe fully into quote-unquote conspiracy theories there was a lot of interesting stuff brought up in in the video um but there are people literally like no this is 100 percent true like taking it as bible dude like it's yeah, gospel you, you can't and, do that and i was like it goes back we talked about it last week where Whatever your opinion is on a situation, you can find things to back your argument if you look. And it real like this just fed the people that truly believe that this is all just nonsense. Um, Again, I was on on my social media during the week and seeing stuff where literally people posting that this virus is bullshit. It's this. It's that. Like, it, oh, yes, people are dying, but this, it's all bullshit. And I'm like, dude, again, 
I said it last week. I will say it until I can't speak anymore. I will never call something bullshit when people are dying from it. I will never call it bullshit or think you know, it'd be only because out of respect for people who are losing family members to this. And I, and, I agree. and, and I don't think the percentages are nearly as bad as they're making them out to be. Um, I think there is definitely a little bit of fear mongering going on with this. Um, again, I said it from the start, I would rather overreact and underreact in situations like this. You know, if someone said that there's a bomb, if someone's shot, there's a missile headed for the United States or for Albany, I'm certainly going to overreact to that situation than underreact to it. And, (laughs) you know, just because like, and, you know, there's the odds that our government shoots it down before it gets here or it misses or whatever the case may be, or I'm not in the blast zone, but I'm certainly going to hide my ass as best I can just in case. Yeah, so, I mean, preparedness is, is always something good. Um, right. Like the video was saying, it, it shows, well, like you said, you know, I'm not going to call it BS if it's, if it's actually hurting other people's livelihoods or family lineages or anything like that. That's right. But you sit there and go, hmm, this is interesting. This is one side of the story that I have to look at, and then there's, there's some facts and points that I'm going to take digest and go, okay, how can I, you know, corroborate whatever they're saying to be true? And if I can find some information that there's loopholes about it, then all right, I'm going to go, okay, that's a little questionable. Let me, and I do, I I do do this exactly how it is, especially after I just got done with a uh, biology class to finish up my second degree. Good Lord. I was taking biology uh, 300 and it was talking about, you know, um, cell respiration and, and reproduction and how things are working, how cancers be- cells become and all that. It's very, very boring. I'm not going to get into it, but <laughs> it's kind of weird how I was taking this class and this happened. I was like, all right, this is making more sense to me on the molecular and uh, the biology aspect of it. So I brought some information in the doctors that they were talking about. I was like, wow, this is exactly what I was reading in this book and learning these yep. past eight, eight to ten weeks. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me try to find some more information. I'm not going to call it BS, but I'm going to call it interesting. And I'm going to call it a, a textbook scenario where I, I won't say – a textbook scenario where an entity can show how fear is used to control things. Right. We could put it and that I, way. And I get that. And, and like I said, you know, I, like I said, I watched it and did get done and go, Hmm, there's some stuff to talk about in there, but it's funny when, you know, like in that video, how you're talking about, you know, they're, they're describing ways that things come about, whether it be viruses or whatever that the scientific stuff. Now, this is stuff that you're learning at the collegiate level. These people are like established scientists and doctors. They know that too. So they can spout that out there. And it's literally like basic science that they could be talking about how this stuff was quote unquote manufactured. You know, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like mm-hmm. they they already know that. So they can they can talk like that and make it sound like they really know what they're talking about, but it's actually because not everybody knows biology on a basic level. Like Right. You, it's tough. Like I you mean would, it's it's a difficult situation to learn. <laughs> right. So you know, but they know that and they're they're experts in their field. So if they want to say it, make up a scenario and make it sound believable. Well, they have the information and they know what they're talking about. So again, 
you know, I kind of take everything I hear with a grain of salt and it's all information that I put in my mind. And it's not just something that I go, okay. And I'm certainly not one of these crazy people that are like, this was out there. This is, this is to be true. You know, this is not the Mandalorian. Like this is not the way. So I, that's not real. No, no, no. I'm saying, but that's the saying from the Mandalorian. This is the way. I know. So (laughs) that show's not real. Well, no, not the show, you dingbat. I'm saying, like, I know, I'm just messing with you. No, just because that video came out doesn't mean that this is actually what's happening. Right. You know, like, this is actually the scenario in which it happened, and this is what they're doing. Could they be? This is the situation you're looking for. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And and could it be part of it? Sure. I don't know. No one's ever going to. And again, they're never going to tell us. But to see arguments happening, and I'm just like, this is so... Y'all are arguing over some shit that neither one of you know if you're right or not. <laughs> like, like, yeah, there's because, a quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson that I can't remember off the top of my head that it's 100%, but there's uh, – I'll look it up. You, you can continue with it is, but it, it makes 100% perfect sense in this whole scenario. Right. Uh, okay. I'm sure there you could probably just assimilate a bunch of stuff to <laughs> what, what we're dealing with That's right true. now. It, it's just – I. I just have a hard time with the people with the people. That's really what it is with the people that are like, this is it. No, this is, this is it. Like is the video BS? You shouldn't listen to it. It's nonsense. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Is the stuff that, you know, the CDC and the, uh, the who are coming out and telling us daily, maybe it's all factual. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't have, I'm not privy to that information. None of us are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I can't fully back like some of the people that I see anything that's being said and going, no, these are the facts. How the fuck do you know? Did you do the study? Yeah. You know? I mean, one of the, the <laughs> most brilliant minds that I've seen through uh, science and biology and molecular science and all that stuff. First, I thought you were talking about me, but clearly you're not. <laughs> well, I mean, you are a, a, Biomecular engineer, right? Is, is that what you need degree? I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, anyways, I, I found the quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson, and it fits this perfect. It says, we are all connected to each other biologically, to the earth chemically, to the rest of the universe atomically. And it makes sense because right. everything is connected to how this is transferred, how this is brought apart. And, and then, you know, there are people that are out there that just want to see the world burn, as yeah. you know, Heath sure. Ledger used to say. Um, but it's just, I, I don't know, it's to take this with a grain of salt to see people say, you know, oh, they did it, this did it, that did it, this, blah, 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 blah. Well, that quote from, was uh, Dr. Fauci back in 2017, I know for a fact there is going to be a pandemic, uh, pandemic situation that is going to hit this, this world very, very soon. That's kind of creepy. It is, but it was also alienated video you're right so can so we're taking what he said out of context and making it fit the narrative in which we need well, it to fit to build that context yes you're right but it's still you know, creepy. <laughs> it is, oh, don't, don't get me wrong i was like holy shit like what do you mean but again you know it's kind of like when they and, and they do it all the time where they take things out of context that people say no matter who it is and right. use it to fit their narrative. And and I'm not saying Politics, that, to be right, exact. It, 
Oh, you know, it, it's and but it, and I mean, it literally goes, especially now, it goes for everything. You can take a video yeah. of someone doing something you don't agree with, and all you're getting is that person's reaction as opposed to what led to that reaction. Mm-hmm. So you go, see, I Believe told you this videos. guy was a, this guy was a jerk because he punched that person in the face. Yeah, after being prodded with a stick for 20 minutes, he finally snapped. This guy so, punched the child. Why? Right. What? Right. Like, you know, it's, it's so, I mean, it, it, and I, and I agree a hundred percent and I'm not trying to discredit anything for that matter. I'm not trying to discredit anything, but you know, when I, when I saw that, I went, Whoa, huh. Oh, but then after thinking about it, I go, yeah, but they took part of what this man was talking about. I don't know what led up to him saying that and what he said after that, because that wasn't there. That information, and could I find it? Probably, if I wanted to, if I cared enough. Um, right. But most people won't do that. Most people will hear him say that and go, "No, see, he knew it was coming," and not care about the context in which he was saying it. Well, everybody knew it was coming because people don't wash their hands. <laughs> oh, dude! I mean, it was only a matter <laughs> of time before the next big disease came out. I don't even know if this is the next quote-unquote big disease. You know, it's not malaria. It's not. Uh, the you know the 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 Spanish flu or whatever it was it's like right. it's not it's not the next you know it's not the AIDS epidemic no but no, you know but but at this moment in time this is what has kind of shut down the world and it, but so you get the people that cling to that video you get the people that cling to the stats that are coming out from the government and it's like okay you guys gotta understand that they're telling you what they want to regardless of how free and clear we think we all are yes they have they have more information that they don't tell us and they don't need to i guess there is a reason why they don't is because to maintain well dude if you came out and it's kind of like men in black which i have referenced in in numerous podcasts um where Tommy Lee Jones is like, there is always an, an impending invasion. There is always a starship that's going to do this. There's always a comet that's going to hit the world. What keeps us living our lives day to day is us not knowing. Yeah. You know, to an extent that's, I kind of think that's true because I don't want to think about, dude, I've heard Joe Rogan say, you don't think it's scary that we're on a giant rock floating through space right now. And to think that you don't, and, and to think that, tomorrow or later today something could crash into this earth and destroy us all it's happened once it has well it depends on who you ask but well yeah true you know but it's it's like but it's like dude seriously i don't want to think about that every day because think about how miserable your life would be like how meaning how meaningless would your life be if that's how you thought every single day? You wouldn't want to do shit because you wouldn't be like, oh, what the hell? I mean, a, a, an asteroid could crash into the Earth tomorrow or later on, and we're gone. We're wiped out from existence. Everybody would turn emo real quick. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Dude, like, can you, care. <laughs> you, put in, you put in a doomsday scenario into the world and let everybody know about it. It is going to oh. be nothing but panic and chaos, bro. Oh, I mean from others but me i'm just gonna ride it out because there's no sense what am i gonna do if a freaking rock is hurling at us at forty-seven thousand miles an hour that's the but size see, of the that's, state building that that's a rational human 
thinking of it that way. I'm saying it took me a long time to get there because I was a very anxious person before I joined the military. Now I sit there and go, oh, I well, can we'll control my own space. Right. So, but that's the thing. That's another quote from Black Men in Black. A person is smart. People are generally dumb, scared animals. And that's true. When you look at, you can take myself or you or some people that we know other limited you know other other individuals who act like that and think that way where it's like i can only control what goes on in my space i can only control what i do and what i'm responsible for but as a whole when you kind of when you put that fear into a nation into the entire world people is because what ends it is that it's a domino effect. So, you know, these 20 people over here are panicking, which leads to another 20 people panicking because those people are panicking. And then you got a third group of panicked people because the other two groups of panicked people are panicking and it yeah. spreads. Perfect example, toilet paper. Oh, I know. I don't know that's how what, that worked. That was it, just crazy. That's what it was, was people started seeing people do that and panic because they're like, oh, shit, we're going to run out. So now I need as much as I can get my hands on. And it was literally a domino effect. Yeah, the second and the third order effects are, are freaking nasty. They really are. Yeah, dude. It's, I, so now, now put that on a biblical disaster scale mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you – now the world knows that this asteroid is going to hit us whenever dude, looting, rioting, chaos everywhere, bro. Like serious. It's going to be way worse than the wild west though. ever was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, oh, of course it is. And now, if the people, if you're fast forwarding through the podcast and you just heard asteroid hitting the earth, it's not really happening. This is a very, oh, very <laughs> hypothetical situation. <laughs> yeah. No, these are just hypothetical scenarios that rich and I came up with. Like, <laughs> I can see people just going, okay, I don't like that subject. Let me skip through here. Asteroid's going to hit the Earth. What? Good Lord, bro. If anyone is ever listening to this podcast and takes anything that serious, like that's not what this is. <laughs> it, it could fall into some different hands. I'm just saying. We are, we are definitely not the people to take scientific uh, anything from. Like, you know? I'm professional. Do not come to us for scientific reasoning, uh, anything, any kind of factual science shit, unless we know it, like <laughs> what makes up water. <laughs> that's about it. That's yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, but you, think know. Of it, you know, with the whole like the, the whole asteroid situation, think about the people that are in developing countries. Yep. Now, I, I've been to a couple. I've seen things. Now, when you show them a flashlight. Some people go, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> right. right. You know, it, yeah, it's like, and it, I know you're sitting there going, no, people don't say that. Trust me. I've seen it. I've done it. I've shown other countries, militaries that use literally rocks and slingshots to protect their, their city, like how we perform and how we use utilize information and weapons and all that other stuff to make things happen. People are like, how do you do this? How does that work? What do you go? What's going on? Well, here's the science behind it. And then you start explaining science to people that can barely have a degree in picking their nose. <laughs> I mean, it's mind blowing. And then put fear into people's heads of other things that are uh, possible and capable of their enemy. Oh my God. It, yeah. It's just, yeah. Dude. I mean, 
fear, fear is a crazy, crazy thing. And, you know, and that's, I guess to circle back to that, to that video, that's kind of, it's, it's a, yes, they're saying that they're using fear to control us. And at the same time, that video is pushing out a different kind of fear to fear that our government is trying to control us or that there are powerful people in this world that are trying to control the world and the world's economy. So, you know, yeah. And dude, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, maybe it may be, but again, maybe, maybe, you know, um, but that, and that's, and it, that, that just kind of popped in my head where it's kind of like, you know, this video is just kind of putting out a different kind of fear into a different person's mind mm-hmm. because you already got people that don't trust the government, governments, you don't <laughs> trust the, the powerful in this world. So now I'm going to put out some information that suits your argument and you're going to go off on a tangent and think that this is happening. And I'm like, guys, like whether – listen, the government and the, and the powers that be – may or may not be doing anything but they are we ourselves in the in our the reactionary our reactions and the reactionary uh, tendencies that people have are going to cause another revolutionary war or riots and chaos and panic and mass hysteria cats and dogs living together mass hysteria um <laughs> sorry, sorry. thanks dr Everyone's, Rickman. yes thank you um so it's, it's like literally we're going to implode, like we are going to destroy ourselves, whether the governments and the, the higher ups are trying to do that or not. We are going to do it on our own if we don't <laughs> learn to think for ourselves. think. And oh, this is my other favorite thing. And I, I just I got to say it before uh, before it slips my mind. Um, right. People that don't believe the video that's out there and calling it bullshit. And then I see the argument happen for the people that do believe it. And the people that do believe the video are calling the other people sheep. And they're like, you're just a sheep and you're doing exactly what they want. And I'm like, you are a sheep on the other side of the argument. You stupid ass. Yep. It's like, you can't call me a sheep while you're following the words of someone else and doing exactly what you want. They want you to do. That's a sheep. This information is the worst uh weapon of war it really is so i just i'm like you can't call me a sheep because i believe that the government is telling me the truth when you're believing that this video is telling you the truth you're just a sheep on the other side of the field you stupid ass or the other side of the fence i'm a sheep in this yard and you're a sheep in that yard stop calling me a sheep you're a sheep i'm not a sheep you're sheep right it's such a such an elementary argument but it's hilarious because they dude, they just don't. And the funny thing is nobody sees their hypocrisy and it's like, wow, you guys, you should take a look at this from the outside. Like you're all, well, everybody is right. Especially. Yes. And you know, I, I hate to say it. And you know, this has helped us evolve as a more intelligent species, but the internet is extremely to blame. It is. And it's, there are, and I and, and I know we spent some time last week talking about social media and the Internet. There are a lot of amazing things that we've gotten from the Internet. And it is there are a million great things about yes, it. A way, to, a way to connect during a pandemic, a, a way yes. to transfer information that is correct and, and important to uh, 
furthering your education. The it's, way it's you way can, to, the way you can get information at the yes. tip, of, at the touch of your finger. It, it is you can instantly get the information you need you need without having to do something more than pick up your phone. You know, I don't have to go to the library. Is getting the information. The problem is getting the information that you want, not the nice. not the information that you have to bounce off of one side to the other, and you know, be a fence sitter of, about situations. The, the day that the internet probably came out is, I believe, the day that um, politics has died, because I remember back. I don't know if you remember back early '80s, and when your first memories and stuff came around, like. And politicians were talking, especially during around um, uh, election time. They're like, oh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about voting for candidate X. Oh, I a candidate Y. Well, why do you like that? Well, I like this because X, Y, Z. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I like ABC. Well, right. that's cool. All right, that, that's, that's nice. Uh, hey, you want to go grab a beer? That sounds great. Cool. Got it. Now, you can't say you like candidate X. I'm, I'm using X and Y because I don't want to start anything. No, I get it. <laughs> Not between I, I you and I, you know where we stand, but you know with others. Um, uh, no, I totally get it. Uh, you know, I, I'm going for X. Why are you going for X? I'm going for Y. You're stupid. You're a misogynist. Blah blah blah. X Y. You're stupid. I can't believe you. You should die. Wait a minute. What, what happened? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it just turns into this this ridiculous back and forth, and I and the, and the internet and the and the keyboard warriors have a lot to do with that. And it's like people are very proud and very very strong when they're behind a computer screen. That's for sure. When you bring them to their face and and you tell them that they're wrong to their face, it's very yeah, very it's different. Yeah. Well, you, it's different because you you can't be tough when you're really not it's easier when you're behind a screen and, and there's no repercussions when you know it, it's like mike tyson said everybody's got a plan until you yeah. get punched in the mouth exactly that's exactly so, what it is i was just gonna go with that too but you know and the thing is too especially with politics is the extremes on both sides are just ridiculous and it it, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on if you're telling me that the extreme left or the extreme right are not off their rocker then you are just as bad because they're all fucking nuts. They are nuts. You know, you can't be, there is no more like middle ground. And I, that's where I try to live, especially (laughs) politically where I'm like, okay, well, candidate X has this candidate Y has this. I like these things. There, There doesn't seem to be any kind of like mediation anymore. There's no middle ground. There's no, Let's let's negotiate and meet somewhere. So you get some of the stuff you want, and I get some of the stuff that I want. Um, it's just it, it's it's crazy, and that's what have, bugs me. We don't have uh, quality candidates anymore. I think that's the problem. Oh now, God, no, dude. Like, listen, I'm, and regardless of who is, let's just say this next election cycle, mm-hmm. and. This may touch nerves to somebody, to some people out there. You mean to tell me that we have to choose between Joe Biden and Donald Trump? What? It's a, it's a difficult, <laughs> it's a difficult situation. And you know, I sit there and I'm like, neither of them are making like last year or not last year, last uh, uh, election cycle. To be honest with you, I voted for Gary Johnson. My really neighbor. <laughs> well, is that your neighbor's name? I don't know what his last name is, but his first name is Gary. So maybe well, he might, I don't. Yeah. Well, there I you don't go. He him, lives in Albany. <laughs> I don't remember him running for president, but 
Um, well, he was running as as the third candidate, and the big thing is that I didn't like the choices that I had. Right. Me being, and, and it sucks, it, the yeah. thing that really bothered me is that being military, I yeah. would rather have a leader that has large-scale leadership like an Eisenhower. Yeah, I get it. You're you know also I mean? in a you're also in a different predicament where it's like, listen, I this is got this you have to deal with this in a completely different setting than the re, than the, the normal civilians would have to I because have, Yeah, I have no choice. This this person, whomever it whoever it may be, and for you know, and, and for our political fans out there, listen, I'm not necessarily dogging or backing Donald Trump. But whomever happens to sit behind that desk has your collective fate, you personally, Rich, your collective fate and the people that you work with, their fate in their hands. And, because, and a daily basis. Yes. Because, and, and on any given time could lead you into a situation you don't want to be in but have to be in because of the profession that you've chosen. Yep, defend foreign or domestic. That's just how it is. And, it, you know, yes, I, and so it doesn't like it. You definitely have a different outlook than me or anybody else that I know that is not currently wearing the American flag on a pat on their on their uniform. Outside, right. of, outside of like professional baseball players and stuff who also have that flag. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get you. <laughs> There's, that's a whole different story, but um, <laughs> they don't have thing. to carry weapons and shit. You're right, and you know, and I'm sure it it got a lot of people to go. Wait a minute, you know, I thought I thought Rick was in the military. How come he didn't vote for Donald Trump? I didn't like some of the things that he did, and I didn't like some of the things that that Hillary Clinton was running for. Right. I, you know, I'm I'm a very big fence sitter, and. I, some of the things I go, yes, I can agree with that, but I don't like the others that you're trying to push. Now, Dude, we've gotten we've gotten into this situation where it's just like I always thought it was supposed to be the best of the best. And now it's kind of like good enough. And I'm like, what? this is not yeah. a place where mediocre should be good. Like no. <laughs> we should not be accepting mediocre to run the country. Sorry. But I mean, think about it. The person that has the lowest grade in, in uh, medical school is still called a doctor. Yeah. That That's fun? the sad part. It's not the guy I want working <laughs> on my liver. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, like that commercial I seen with uh, the doctor, he says, guess who just got reinstated? I'm like, Oh God, yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't like this like game. A- I think that's like an Allstate or Liberty Mutual commercial. Yeah, oh God, it was so funny. I laughed he's so like, hard at that situation. He's like nervous. Yeah, so am I. So am I. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll get this together. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, see you in there. I was like, what? This is this is hilarious. Anyway, we've gotten way too we've gotten way too deep and heavy for us, but. Uh, let's, go, let's go something good. Ready? Uh, ready yeah, one? I'm gonna. We're gonna have to start wrapping up soon because I gotta get home. To I've been going way long. But, uh, but but, the one thing I do want to, I just kind of want to close on, you know, as we, we went on and on and on about a a much deeper topic than we normally would ever talk about. Um, uh, but 
stop just believing everything you see and or hear and who's telling you it. And and that goes for everything. That doesn't mean just the shit that you see on mainstream TV. It doesn't just go for like the news outlets. It goes for everything. If it's on YouTube or it's circulating around Facebook and stuff, just because you happen to believe what they're saying does not mean that it's true. That is true. Please, please, please do some more research on topics. Stop believing everything that you think. Just because you think it doesn't make it fact because it happens to agree with you. That's not how facts work. And if you don't have firsthand knowledge of a situation or firsthand knowledge of the studies that are being done, shut up. Don't come at me like you're an expert. That I, and that goes for anybody. You are not an expert just because you read something. You're not there oh, doing it. Dang it. You know, you're not, they're not there doing it. You don't know. Shut up. You're doing that because it's kind of, it, it, it's funny. Cause I go back to Bill Burr at one point was like, he was, he was ripping on uh, flat earthers and he's like, and don't get me wrong. You could be right. He's like, I only think the world is round because I was told that the world is round. And I, you know, so I have no knowledge. I've never seen earth from space. I don't know. He's like, but you're don't, right. but don't come at me with no firsthand knowledge or firsthand experience from something like this and tell me what you're telling me is fact. You're telling me that because somebody else told you that. We should talk that, about this later on because remember my first job, I told you what it was in the military making maps. Yeah. There was people that were in my unit that were flat earthers. We'll talk oh, about that God. later. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, anyway, later. so you got something lighter to talk about or should we wrap it up for the week? Football schedule, man. Oh, that's right. The football. I didn't even pay attention to it, to be honest with you. All I saw was all my friends that are like huge football fans and just looking for something normal in our world were super excited. So like I saw the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers schedule and the Patriots schedule and the and the and the Steelers schedule. And I'm like, is there a cowboy schedule? Are they are the Cowboys still I'm a cowboy fan, uh, for the listeners' sake. Um I was like, Are the Cowboys still in the league? Like <laughs> They, I, they, I think they are. I think who are they playing? Are they letting them play again this year? Like seriously, <laughs> you guys can't play, right? There, you Cowboys go. fans are like, and I'm, and I'm in, I'm in that circ, you know, in the in the circulation of cowboy fans, but they're the worst. They're like, oh, we were so great in the nineties. Like, man, we ain't done shit since the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was September thirteenth, right? That's opening. Yeah, September thirteenth. I think they open against. Rams. Uh, okay, so we'll start out 0 1. Hey, don't feel bad. Uh, my Steelers, they're open against the Giants. So you guys will start out 1 0. Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't seen the Giants played lately. So I, Dude, the I way have... the Steelers played last year, my God, that's yeah, it's well, literally a coin toss. The way the Giants played last year? So it that's essentially sounds like a Pop Warner game. D- did they play or no? The Giants? Yeah, did they show up to play or no? Nah, dude, they were just. I got a lot of fans, a lot of friends that are Giants fans, but they were not good. Like they were just not, they were just not good. And it was like, and I get it because they're in that transitional stage between getting rid of Eli and bringing in this Daniel Jones kid at quarterback, yeah. and and you know their defensive, uh, their defensive t- side of the ball, the Giants l- lack a lot. Um, offensively okay. though, I think offensively they got some pretty decent tools. I don't know. I don't follow football as hard as some of my friends do. I'm way more baseball oriented. That's like literally the only thing I watch. Um, I agree. I will watch football. Like my friends, you know, we have people over and we go drink some beers, eat some food. And 
have a good time and laughs, but I'm like, the game is kind of secondary to me. I'll watch it if it's on, but I don't follow that much. But I think the Giants offense looks better than the, you know, it has. I think you have um, to have like a better, a, a better feel for the game because uh, did you play it in high school or no? I played Pop Warner growing up. Uh, that was kind of it. I, I mean, I didn't play competitively. I can, pl- I could play football. I could play, right. you know, I could play basketball. I played baseball and golf competitively. Um, How was baseball fo- and football? Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't. I could play it. I mean, I know the game. Right. Um, and I think you have a better like feel or connection to it when you play it through like high school because. I mean, like every high school kid's dream. I want to go play the NFL. That'd be so yeah. great. It, it's true. Right. But I grew up, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I understand the game. Uh, I think it was more so just because, you know, I grew up most kind of slightly athletic. So I could, you know, I just couldn't play hockey because I can't ice skate. But uh, I could compete <laughs> in whatever it was. Like I could, I could hold my own in it, whatever it is that we were playing at the time, whether it be tennis or volleyball, basketball, football, mm-hmm. you know, so just because I was an athlete growing up, not so much anymore, but growing up, I was, I think it was just, I got away from it, dude. I watched, I've watched games where I was like, holy shit, yo, I just watched the kickoff and they went right back to commercial. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like oh, I can't okay. do this. I was like, I just got eight minutes of commercials and 22 seconds of football. Like, really? I don't want to watch this. So the, the, the commercialization, and it's not their fault. I understand how advertising works. I, I work in it. So, yeah. um, but it's like, the, I, like I, I can't do that. Like, you know, like, these, like I, baseball, an inning is an inning. <laughs> like, right. And, and it, that is exactly how it is. It's not like, you know, a clock where it starts and stops and goes about doing it. Now, soccer is what we call in the U.S. and football everywhere else. 90 minutes is 90 minutes. You don't get no commercials through that. That's you. You're watching. Dude, there's no TV timeout. Yeah. It's just no TV timeouts. No, no nothing. They've like, they'll go split screen and or do like picture in picture and you get the commercial. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, and I don't watch a lot of soccer. Uh, I have nothing but respect for soccer players or football (laughs) players. I should, you know, whatever you, however you want to call it, uh, the ball where you kick you, the game where you kick the ball around. I have nothing but respect for those people because it is constant running and that field is huge. Yeah. I played it while I was in Africa against uh, the team or the other military that we were training. My goodness gracious. Not good at all. I I look like a a freaking hippo with no legs. They, they take that game serious. And you know what? Uh, And I understand why I can, I can understand why soccer is such so big throughout the world because really all you need is a ball mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like even in the broke ass countries all you need is some kind of round object a ball something to use as a ball because yep. to play football you need a ball but you need a specific kind of ball to play basketball you need a ball and you need a basket and somewhere to play it and you can make shift ways around that to play baseball you need a bat and gloves and a ball and 18 people. And it's like, and then one of the things I've always said, and it's, it's not a knock on anything you get a lot of, or, or anybody. And it, 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 you, you get a lot of Dominican uh, players and these guys mm-hmm. that come from like these poorer and or third world countries that excel in baseball. And I'm like, yo, think about it this way. 
If that person grew up poor in a neighborhood where they were playing on a dirt field, they had a stick and a rock and they excelled and, and they excelled there. Now put them on a perfectly groomed field with a round ball and a real bat and tell me they're not going to be able to field balls cleanly when their reaction time their or their reactions are used to a rock that bounces wherever the Christ it wants to. Mm-hmm. But so, also you remember it could, it could help and or hinder them too. Well, it's, that's true. But I mean, for, for the most part, if you got a ball that comes right to you, that rolls true. Yeah. Then it's so much easier, but there are some, you know, there's some hops that we both know that. Get the oh, whole yeah. I mean, listen, there, <laughs> there are things, there are things that happen with the spin on the ball and stuff like that, but it's like, Oh I yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, yo, this ball just comes right to me. Or it rolls, you know, it rolls true 98% of the time. It, this is, you know, fielding-wise, this is easy. Because that ball isn't hopping all different directions. <laughs> like the entire <laughs> path of the, like the, the path of that ball was generally straight at wherever it was going. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> bouncing back and forth, left, right, doing all kinds of crazy shit. You had no idea where it was going. And see, now the skill is what brings people in. And, and I like, you know, going to watch professional sports and everything. But the problem that I have is the pricing to go watch now. Oh, God. Yeah, I get it. But like, you're also going to run into that because of – the ways that salaries have increased on things. Oh, I know, you know, and it's unfortunate. And I mean, I can't do, I a hundred percent agree with where the pricing is on sports or on athlete, professional athletes. I can't say I really agree with it, but if, if I'm, uh, the star of my team or the star of my league, IE Michael Jordan, which I don't want to get too much into because next week with my boy, Matt, we're going to talk last dance and stuff. Um, but, but if I'm the guy, okay, I'm the guy that everyone wants to come see. I am love him or hate him. Tom Brady. I am love him or hate him. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, whomever. I am the guy that everyone wants to see. I am making that team a boatload of money in marketing and Mm -hmm. in, in ticketing, in, in merchandise, everything. The reason these people filled it, the reason we have 35, 40,000 people at an arena is because of me then if i'm bringing in millions of dollars you should be paying me millions of dollars for my ability i guess so i I get i get the argument that they would have but at the same time i can't necessarily go yeah no they're they're definitely deserving and one one of the things that sparks a, a flame inside my head sometimes is when they're like you know, doctors and nurses and these people and teachers and everybody deserve that kind of money. And I don't disagree that they deserve Mm. that kind of money, but I go back to the argument I just made about how much money that athlete is pulling in for the establishment that they work for. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. If you work for a company, okay. And you make your company millions of dollars every year as a whatever it is that you do as a salesperson or whatever right don't you think your salary should reflect what you do for the overall well-being of the company you work for yes i i agree 
But so. the big thing is that, well, I, 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 I totally understand. So, but I don't want to pay twelve dollars for a Budweiser. I'm just <laughs> right. I know. I mean, for shits and giggles, let's say like, you know, the people are like, oh, they're coming to see D. Scott. He's going to be playing basketball for you know the Knicks or something like that, and we're going to oh. fill out the house. So if you fill MSG and each ticket cost three thousand dollars you should get a good cut of that of what it is because those people are sitting there going, oh, yeah, we can charge $3,000 so that's no problem. Right. Now, there's a lot of people that really bother me is that they go, oh, I only, I'm in this because I love the game. You're full of shit because you're getting $6.6 million right. for playing a child's game and you're not saying you're doing it for the game. You're doing it for the money, which I understand, you know, because – People won't say no to money. It's just there's no such thing as too much. So right. the biggest thing is that I have the problem with people that go, I do it for the love of the game. I do it for this, blah, 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 blah. I do it for X, Y, Z, you know, and the people that are coming from the Dominican Republic and, and from Puerto Rico and from Haiti and all that stuff, they'll come and play the game for $100,000 a year. No mm-hmm. questions asked. But the thing but, is, is that, now the people, the companies charge so much more money to come watch this dude play from the bottom of the of his league in I don't know Honduras or something like that. You know, he came up all the way to the majors and look at him go, and people are like, I want to go see Mister X play this game for I don't know. I'll pay you a thousand dollars for a seat. They're like, okay, right. <laughs> Well, that's just it too. Is they charge and people are still paying it, and that's, although although people, like, will compl- people will complain about it, but you're still going to Yankee games and it's still selling out. There's still forty five thousand people at a Yankee game. Um, but regardless, the biggest thing is that we need to get sports back. That's the only thing I gotta say. God, yes, I, yeah. I mean, I would love to. We were the dude before this all went down. It was like we were planning. A, a group of us were planning to go to uh, Cooperstown this year because Jeter was getting inducted. Yeah. Um, and now that's not even happening this year. That's not going to happen until next year. So we're like, oh, that's kind of good because now we have a better way to pl- we we can plan because uh, <laughs> we're just kind of going to kind of go, um, you know, Yankee. We were planning on going to Yankee games and all co- kinds of, you know, it's like shit. None of this is happening. So yes, I would like. And then, I'm just going to be know, excited when it comes back. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can turn on yes and watch a Yankee game again. You know, a live one. For that's 96. something. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, I'm, as much as it, it's like, this is great because I, you know, especially with the Yankees when they were dominant in the nineties, but it's like, uh, yeah, I know it was fun to watch Aaron Boone hit that home run off of Tim Wakefield the other day, but again, again, and then to know that we went on to lose the world series to the fucking yeah. Marlins of all teams. Um, and I had forgotten about that. I forgot that the Yankees lost the world series to the Marlins. And then the following year, the, the Marlins they, just they knew it. What's that? Back to the Future, they knew. Oh, no, no. They had the Cubbies beating Miami. Well, I know. I'm, I'm saying they know that, that there was going to be a team for Miami. That is true. That is that is true. But And then the following year, the Marlins dismembered their team and <laughs> went back to sucking. Like, and really? It all came down to money because they wanted more money for the players. And it, 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 it's, it's a sad thing. Oh, but the Marlins, the Marlins just didn't want to pay it it was like yeah, they, had a, they had a great team but dude florida's a tough market for baseball in general i mean look at the rays yeah, yeah like, there's like three thousand people at the rays games unless you got a red Sox or yankees team in there 
But and the thing is Maybe. too is what they never I which which is weird that they never thought of it. Like there's a lot of Yankee fans in the Tampa Clearwater area. And oh it's gee, like, I wonder why. Well, how about the fact that their spring training facility is in right next to fucking where the Tampa Bay Bucks play? Well, and That's also where, let's bring it to the fact that like spring training is still snowing in New York. <laughs> well, you get and you got a lot of northerners from down there but i, I mean dude yeah. the yankees have been part of the tampa clearwater community for decades yeah like, you're right i you know it's like so and they do a lot like listen love or hate the yankees the yankees do a lot for the communities that they're that they're in and all all professional teams do but yeah. it's like these teams do a lot for the community where they are so it's like i can't imagine what these people and why they became yankee fans there was no tampa team prior to that they were already Yankee fans. So why are they going to just, because you are around the corner, you're going to start liking the Tampa Bay Rays just because they're yeah, the home team? Do that yeah, Dude, I don't like that established. I don't like the Giants. I don't like the Knicks. I don't no. like the Rangers. I don't like the Bills. They're all New York teams. The Jets. Like, you don't have to be a fan of the team that's in your city. So well, it's, that's Jersey, yeah. but, you know, whatever. So well, who? Yeah, but they started in New York. I know, but I mean, let's just say the Jets are Jersey's team. We can give them that. That's fine. Yeah, sure, if they, if you want to, uh, whatever. Like Jersey doesn't need our handouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Buffalo, we can, we can give them the Canada. That's, that's. Fine. Uh, yeah, but they're actually in New York, dude. They just, and have stayed there. Like they didn't oh, start. Okay, in, all right. You're right. It's not like they started in Buffalo and moved over the border and are still called the Buffalo Bills. Like <laughs> <laughs> they're playing in Ottawa. Yeah, we're the Buffalo like, Bills. Yeah, like the Giants. I'm pretty sure the Giants originally were a, a New York team and then they moved over to the Meadowlands. Like that. Uh, granted, it's just across the river, but still, it's like you're not to do anyway. Anywho, um. All right, listen. I'm gonna. I'm, I think it's time to to pull the plug on this one. Yeah, that's fine. That sounds like a lot of fun because if we sit here talking about sports, you know it's gonna go forever. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and we're gonna make fun of each other for being Red Sox and Yankees fans. So it's, there. It's odd that. that we had it. It's odd we had a sports discussion that we agreed upon things. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's true because well we can't see any teams playing and we can't we don't have any facts to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, and, and and but to get a Red Sox and a Yankee fan to agree on fucking anything is like, and they, listen, yeah. I'm not, and, and not for nothing, I'm not one of those ignorant Yankee fans that give us a bad name where it's like the fucking. I don't like the Red Sox. I respect the Red Sox, yeah. uh, and I certainly respect them. Well, aside from uh, Alex Cora, uh, I respect them a hell of a lot more than I respect the Houston Astros. Uh, fact. Um, at least back in the day when the Red Sox were kicking ass after, you know, after 2009 when the Yankees won their last. So let's let's be real, Yankee fans. It's been 11 years since we've won a title um, in this last decade. The Red Sox have been a very dominant team in the American League and or in baseball in general. The Yankees are coming back. They're starting to get back to what they were. But. You know, I and I have a lot of respect for the Red Sox, and I, I still I can't stand them, but I respect I can respect them as for what they have done. I hate you, but I respect you. <laughs> right? Yes, Vince Vaughn. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yes, Anchorman. I get it. 
Uh, all right, dude. Well, listen, it'll be a little while before we chat again on this. So, but a couple of weeks, I'll have you back on. That sounds good, man. Cool. Uh, thank you, sir. As always, when we wrap it up, it's a it's a like, share, subscribe thing. Thumbs up. Um, that was it's funny though. Real quick, I titled our last podcast "Rich Boomer." I wonder how many people thought I was talking about "Okay Boomer." You know what I'm saying? Like a baby oh, boomer. Oh, I get it. Like people were listening, like listening, going, "He's got on a a, a wealthy baby boomer." <laughs> no, nowhere, nowhere near that in any of those categories. <laughs> Neither. Neither. It's actually just his name is Rich, and I know him as Boomer. Anyway, um, radio, radio voice. So, um, like, share, Everybody. subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. A couple of good ones coming with Steve Brote, Paranormal, next next uh, episode, and uh, a week from today on the fifth, on the twenty. What day is it? The sixteenth. When, when did you want to do? What day was it? That no, you wanted no, I'm to sorry. It's on the it's on the the sixteenth is the. Uh, is the Colony High Class of 94 reunion of Matt, Matt Halleck and, and D. Scott. So. Oh, there you go. Hey, 16, got it. Yeah. So. All right, buddy. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for jumping in today. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I look forward to listening to the other shows, uh, especially that ghost one. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You'll be scared. I know I will. <laughs> All right, dude. Later.